You're listening to Run, R-U-N, Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. As pastor of the Smithton Outpouring and the Kansas City Revival, Steve is a leading voice of revival worldwide. Steve shares his life-changing encounters with God, along with biblical teaching that equips you to experience and lead lasting revival. Come, run with Steve and expect God to revive us now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another podcast of Revive Us Now. I'm your host, Steve Gray, and so glad we could be together to talk about revival. I've been thinking about it today and been praying a lot about it and and the elements of revival, what makes a move of God work. And, you know, when you really get down to it, it usually is one person that just gets so hungry and desperate for God that they 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 make this connection that makes other people want to connect and makes other people hungry. And uh, so I was reading in the book of First Kings, and we've got a couple of characters that are colliding here, and there, but there's the one particular character that we know his name, Elijah. And so Elijah becomes the main character of this particular area, um, that he's going to bring something. And there's other prophets we find out later. There's 7,000 other prophets, but we don't, we don't know who they are. We don't know what they're doing. We don't know what level. So our main character is Elijah. And then we have another main character that he's going to come up against. Of course, we have the prophets of Baal, but they're not going to be main, main characters. And we have the, that we have Ahab and he's kind of the evil character. And these two are colliding and Elijah is bringing rain, going to bring rain. And a lot of times, what do we think rain today? People use the word rain to mean an outpouring of God's spirit and the rain of revival and let it rain. You know, we use that term to mean the the power and presence of God coming, you know. And so I read this passage and I thought, well, let's see if we can see anything in here that would help bring a a move of God to a church or an individual that could understand what, what do I need to do? Because I think the the biggest, maybe, can I say, myth or misconception about a real move of God is there doesn't need to be any preparation because it's so God, it's just so not us, that it's so God that God just bang, comes down, and it just all happens. But what you find out, if you see even moves of God that lasted weeks, you know, real real moves of God, but they only lasted eight, ten weeks, is the, there was so little preparation in the hearts of the people that they got, uh, di- they divided, they got angry, they got prideful, they got ego, some went after the money, some were so worldly that about eight to ten weeks of God's all they could take. <laughs> so anyway, here in First uh, Kings, First Kings 18, kind of the climax of this collision of Elijah and Ahab, and so you know they go up onto the mountain and the prophets of Baal try to get God, their God to move and he doesn't. And then Elijah calls on his God and God comes down with fire and, and uh, sucks up everything, the water. And it's a pretty big deal, you know. And after that, then uh, Elijah, then he, he does something and he, he says, seize the prophets of Baal and don't let any of them get away. And so, and so it's sort of like done, you know, it's done. And uh, so at that point, uh, Ahab, he, you know, he goes off and Elijah climbs to the top of the mountain and there he goes. He bends down. I like this. He bends down to the ground and put his face uh, between his knees and he goes and says, go and look toward the sea, he tells his servant. And the servant says, there is nothing. 
So as we put this together, one thing that Elijah did before he's trying to get the rain is he's getting rid of the Baal altar, right? Kind of like Gideon. You know, Gideon was called to be a mighty warrior, and he says, I'm a nobody. I can't do anything. So he called one person to start this thing, and he says, I can't. I'm a nobody. And one of the things that, first things that God told him to do, though, he said, well, let's see what you can do with this. Go knock down. Get rid of your father's old altar, which is idol worship. Get rid of the old altar and build a proper altar to the Lord. So that's one of the things that a person can do right now and say, I'm gonna, I got to knock down a lot of things in my life, you know, and, and, and maybe in the church, if you're a pastor, so we got to get rid of a lot of programs we don't need that are all self-centered stuff. We got to focus more on, on meeting God. It's great to meet people, but you got to have a church where people meet God. That's, that's the purpose, you know. So he gets rid of the prophets of Baal. He knocked all the altar and all that. And when all that's done, you know, the, all the prophets of Baal are done. He sits down and he wants to bring rain again. Now, like we talked about sometimes, the rain of God revival, you know, and the presence and power of God. And so he sits down and puts his head between his knees. And he, like I said, he goes and tells his servant, all right, go look and see. Go take a look and see what you go towards the sea and see what's happening. And his servant comes back and says, nope, there's nothing there. There's nothing. And sometimes right there is where the person who should be leading the way, the person who is meant to go into that special place and God and supposed to find the way and call out, you know, to the to, to, to God and call down the presence and just get this thing going in the church or community or maybe your family or at least a personal move of God in you that inspires other people. You say, look, let me tell you what's happening in me. Well, let me tell you, God's just started something in me. And all of a sudden they're getting hungry too. But he, he goes back and, he, and his servant says, they're nothing, nothing. And that's where where we find so many people falter, they tried, oh, Lord, I, you know, I just beat the prophets of Baal. I just went to my church board and said, you know, we, we don't need the, the, we're a little frivolous over here, and we don't need all that there. Let's get more focused on God. Let's stop using so much of our church time to promote. Let's get in and have a little more worship. Do we really just need 15 or 20 minutes? Could we have a little bit more worship? Could we have time where we encourage the people to raise their hands? We've, we're a church that lost that. And can we, can we encourage people to go ahead and speak in tongues and worship God and get, you know, when the song says bow, maybe we bow or something, or we get down on our knees or it says, I lift my hands up. I was in a church service. I've told our church this before. I was in a church service. I'm standing on the platform, you know, and I'm up there with the other I didn't want to call them big shots, but just the shots. <laughs> I'm up there on the platform, you know, and it's packed. You know, this conference is packed full of people, but it's a pretty straight thing. They're, they're crying. They're going to, they say they're going to cry out for a move of God. We want revival so bad. There they are they're standing there, you know, and all the people stand and they sing the song. I lift my hands up unto the, <laughs> unto the Lord. I live and I'm standing there looking like nobody in the house had their hands up. I said, listen, you want to start 
a revival, you stop lying in church. So, you know, I'm there by myself. And then I said, well, I say I'm lifting my hands up. I lifted my hands up. Everybody looked at me like, what are you doing? I said, well, I, I'm singing. I lift my hands up. I think I better do it, you know. And uh, it's just simple things like that. Like we just we're so religious that we say things that we have no intention of doing. And so here you go. You talk to the church board leaders or whatever and all that and you stir everybody up we're going to worship more we're going to do things more and we're going to start lifting our hands and you know just get more active with God and you do it and okay we did it what's happening it's nothing <laughs> oh come on God what, what, what do you see nothing nothing changed we didn't get any better so there he, there he is and uh, so so Elijah tells his servant go back again and seven times seven times well at least six times six times nothing so imagine that you're trying to get a move of god you're trying to get a breakthrough with god you're you know you go how about this one this is a good one so you said we're going to start intercessory prayer group we're going to pray for revival so you got you know so you pray the first night Tuesday night or whatever, you gather a group of people, and it's a humble group, little group of people, and oh, you pray your hearts out, and oh, I can't wait to get back in church, but God's going to, nothing happens, nothing changes, nobody cares. Well, next week, you meet again, come, nothing, nothing changes, nobody cares. Third week, attendance at the prayer meeting is down a little bit, right? Oh, we've done three weeks, nothing changed, four weeks. Now you're kind of back down to yourself again, pumping, oh, come on, God, nothing. You see what I'm saying? You got to stick with this. So Elijah had his servant go six times. Go look. Go look for something. Look over towards the sea. There's got to be something. And finally, uh, the seventh time, the servant reported, well, <laughs> there's a tiny cloud. It's a small one. It's a small cloud. Yep. There's a small, small cloud. Well, that was all Elijah needed. That's all he said. Well, that's the start. We just need something. We just got to have a sign that something's going. Rain is coming. It might be a small cloud, but a small cloud is all we need. And he said, go and tell Ahab he better hitch up his chariot and get down this mountain because it's going to pour. It's going to pour. We're going to get some rain in this place. So you see how God took one, one person and he got rid of, the, rid of all the idols and all the prophets and all the bad message, everything that opposed God. First thing is clean the place up and get a proper altar to the Lord. And then after that, then, then he'd sit down and he says, okay. We got to get some rain now going. We got to get it. And it took him seven times. He's got nothing. Six times he got nothing. Seventh time, it was so small. He said, well, all right, God. Well, just, this is so small. Nothing's going to come out of that. He said, no, sir. Boy, the seventh time, that's all I needed. Just give me a little speck of something. And I'm going to take that and run with it because we're going to get our rain. We're going to get our revival. We're going to get our move of God. Woo. And it took one person to say, you go tell Ahab. You go tell Ahab, it's going to rain and it's going to pour and, and it's not going to stop. It's going to keep on uh, raining. And then meanwhile, of course, the sky blew black with clouds and the wind rose and heavy rain started. And it took one guy to say, it's, it's going to rain and stood the test of preparation and time and was willing to go the whole seven Seven times, and that's just a sign. It may take more than that, but seven of perfection, willing to go whatever it takes for however long it takes until it begins to rain. Till next time, bye-bye.
Thanks for listening to the Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. Push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and spread the word on social media. For more episodes and resources, go to reviveusnowpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on running for revival.